the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are wrapping up our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion with a look at the survivor and neutral customizable cards. In this episode, we discuss Pocket Multi-Tool, Makeshift Trap, Grizzled, and the Hyperphysical Shotcaster. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We are going to wrap up our look at the customizable cards in the box with a look at the survivor and neutral customizables. And uh, that will do it for our look yeah. at the uh, the cards in the uh, Scarlet Keys. Matastrophic and I have been making our way through these cards for uh, for months at this point. Usually we would give our final thoughts on the set at the end of the video, but uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about it at the beginning. Final thoughts on the set as a whole, Matastrophic, now that we have seen Ooh. all the cards. Oh man, after we've seen all the cards. So if you're a new player, this is not your first set because a lot of the cards in it are very like finicky and specific to certain styles of play. A lot of them require, kind of ask you to build a... <laughs> The deck that the designers intended, whether it's the illicit deck with uh, Underworld Market, whether it's the um, the Doom deck, you know, with Amina, you've got kind of awkward investigators like Carson, you know, to like work with if you're a if you don't have a very large collection. So I admit, as far as sets go, like this is not your first set or even your second. This is definitely one for you have everything else and you're using this to like do weird things. I think is if I had to like do a one paragraph review, that would be it. Yeah, I think this set more than uh, others we have seen in the past. The designers had very clear ideas what they wanted each class to be able to do. And so most of the cards in each class are designed with that one or two decks in mind. Yeah. And if you're not going to play those particular decks, then there just aren't a lot of cards that are generally useful mm -hmm. in a bunch of decks. Sure. Now, I think at this point in the uh, the card game's life cycle, I think we're getting well past the point where the designers can just sort of create a generally useful card without breaking something. It's kind of true. Because yeah. there are just too many yeah. interactions to keep track of. And if they make a card that is generally good, it's probably going to be above the power level. And yeah. people will abuse the living hell out of it. So I agree with you that uh, if you are just jumping into the game, I wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, the Scarlet Keys, at least the uh, Investigator expansion, as uh, as your first set. 
And especially because something like the Doom deck, you do kind of need cards from other sets in order to play it properly. Like they didn't reprint yeah. Moonlight Ritual for one, so your Doom removal at level zero is pretty minimal. And of course there are the customizables. I wasn't a huge fan of them at the beginning. I have warmed to them a little bit because uh, having sat down and sort of looked through them, but I do still find them somewhat annoying because you do require an entirely different card in order to play them, and there is a lot of text on those cards and a lot of abilities. You know, as a solo player, I don't have to worry about this so much, but if I was showing up at multiplayer tables and somebody slaps a customizable card down on the table, I'm just going to be like, well, I hope you know how it works because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be That's asking true. you. There have been comments on our videos of people who have simply skipped this set altogether because they they are very unhappy about uh, the customizable cards. And I think in some cases the designers did well. You know, the customizable cards have interesting abilities on them some interesting choices mm -hmm. to make and then and then in other cases there's just a lot of words to do oh yeah not a lot not a yeah. lot so mm -hmm. keep that in mind but we do have uh four cards to talk about and uh, we are going to uh do that now the first survivor customizable card is pocket multi-tool it is a three cost asset with a wild skill icon item and tool trait customizable limit one per investigator as a free triggered ability during a skill test you were performing exhaust pocket multi-tool you get plus one skill value for this test and the pocket multi-tool takes up a hand slot so it does have sort of a magnifying glass ability that mm. uh, you can use for any skill Pocket Multi-Tool has seven customizations. For one XP, you can get detachable. Other investigators at your location may use the ability on Pocket Multi-Tool. For one XP, you can turn it into a pry bar. You get an additional plus one skill value if this is during a skill test on a treachery. For two XP, you can get sharpened knife. You get an additional plus one skill value if this is during an attack. For 2 XP, you can get Signal Mirror. You get an additional plus one skill value if this is during an evasion attempt. For 2 XP, you can get Magnifying Lens. You get an additional plus one skill value if this is during an investigation. For 3 XP, you can get Lucky Charm after you fail a skill test. Ready Pocket Multi-Tool. And for 4 XP, you can get Spring Loaded. Pocket Multi-Tool's ability is now a reaction ability with the trigger. When you would fail a skill test, you are performing exhaust pocket multi-tool. What do you think about the pocket multi-tool, Matastrophic? I've actually really come around on this one. I think um, if you can spare the hand slot, this is actually pretty good. It is a hand slot and it is three cost. That is quite a lot for providing plus one to a skill test like every turn. But the fact that it can apply to any skill test is actually pretty useful because the key thing it can do is it can be part of your offensive skill for the turn like whether you're investigating or fighting or evading well evading kind of offensive but your proactive thing that you're doing but you can also rely upon it on an emergency to do like a willpower test in the mythos phase and i think that is where this thing actually gets pretty good if i had to pick like what i would go for with it i'd probably go right for the pry bar because some of those willpower tests in the mythos phase are kind of nasty so if you spend one XP, you get two of these, and you're getting plus two 
per you know, you're getting plus two to a test in every mythos phase okay that's quite a bit like that can turn you from you know failure to success with pry bar i i that alone i like it and that's just one one checkbox so i think you do that i really like spring loaded though especially for myth for um if you're combining with pry bar because then it becomes a lucky every turn and like that's pretty nice actually you get you got a lucky just sitting there ready to go every turn uh i i i like that i'm gonna say like that's that's pretty nice yeah so that's five xp for two tools you're probably only gonna have one of them in play oh because it is limit one per investigator yeah that is kind of a problem so you can't have two in play but i could see spending one xp for pry bar for sure and even just having one copy of it and being happy and then um if I want to load up with spring loaded, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So yeah, encounter protection. I like this thing. See, um, in here I thought you would go for detachable because you like helping out your friends. So uh it's because you only have one of them. You can only have one of them. It takes up a hand slot, so this is something that really needs to be like important to you. You know what I'm saying? If it were like a body slot or an arcane slot, I'd feel better about it because the because it's just because the hand slot's so important. That's why I'm not so keen on um, you know going right for detachable. You can only use it once, and the way I see this thing is you have it there to be encounter protection in the mythos phase, and then if you don't need the encounter protection, you have it boost one of your attacks or one of your evasions or one of your investigates, and it's kind of like an offhand thing. Like that's that's pretty nice. You do pay for it. It's expensive at three cost and uh, a hand slot compared to like an ally. That um, is going to have given you plus one to a stat all the time, but this is—it's because of this thing's uh, usefulness in both the mythos phase and the investigator phase—is why I like this. Yeah, the only bad thing I can really say about this card is—is is the hand slot. Yeah. I can't necessarily think of all the survivor decks I've played off the top of my head and where this would would fit in, but you know the mm -hmm. survivors have quite a few good cards that can go in those hand slots. Um, just mm -hmm. thinking from this set alone, we had like old key ring is one. Uh, you've got your weapons, of course. Can't remember which version of the Derringer it is, but they've got the that. 18th. Of course, you've got your two-handed yeah. weapons like sledgehammers and baseball bats and chainsaws and stuff like that. So finding the hand slot for this might be challenging, but I, I agree with you. I do like the fact that, you know, mm -hmm. if you pick up pry bar you're getting plus two like to on treacheries and then yeah. if you don't need that then you're getting a plus one on a on a fight or evade or a investigate and then depending on how much you're willing to to plow into this spring loaded is is pretty nice where you've got a I like, I like know, it. A, a ready yeah. to go lucky every turn <laughs> and then depending on you know, if you which which one of the other ones you've chosen, whether you want to attack, evade, or investigate. Uh, I know, as a solo player, investigate's pretty attractive, especially for survivors. They tend to have mm -hmm. a low average intellect a lot of the time, and it would be kind of nice to just be able to pass an intellect skill test without having to use tricksy cards like liquid i found and stuff like that for a change mm -hmm. without even needing to spend a lot of xp on it i think it's pretty nice even like i said even if i played one copy with pry bar like i'd feel good about that after talking about the mystic cards that uh, had a 
that uh, had a lot of different abilities and you can plow a lot of XP into them and, and sometimes it's they're a little bit trickier than this one. This one's much more straightforward. Plus one skill value, can't really go wrong. And then uh, you don't necessarily need to spend much XP on this to, to, uh, to make it uh, even better. So uh, a nice pickup here for the, uh, for the survivors. And off-class survivors as well. Exactly. Um, because too. there are a bunch of off-class survivors that don't need hand slots. I'm immediately thinking my favorite agility Agnes, Aggie Aggie. She can use magnifying lens. To, to, no, not magnifying lens. Signal mirror to add to her evasions. Evasion Agnes can easily spend 2 XP and uh, <laughs> get plus 2 to evasion attempts, which is... Uh, yeah is pretty good. hilarious yeah and it's nice that all the the sort of boosters on this are quite the xp cost is quite low so exactly it's not that hard yeah. for off-class survivors to to spend a little bit of xp on this and get uh get a pretty good boost the next survivor customizable is makeshift trap it is a one cost event with intellect and agility skill icons the improvised and trap trait Customizable uses to time. This is the first time we have seen time as a uh, as a resource, which is kind of surprising considering that uh, Maxine was the, I believe she was the main designer on, uh, what cycle was it in uh, the LOTR oh, LCG that just right. uses time counters up the wazoo? <laughs> <laughs> that's right i think it was ringmaker ringmaker yeah ringmaker yeah. uses time counters and uh mm -hmm. there's a lot of them to keep track of in that so first appearance of time here if makeshift trap has no time left on it discard it you attach it to a location each non-elite enemy at attached location gets minus one fight and minus one evade forced at the end of the round remove one time from makeshift trap Makeshift Trap has seven customizations. For 1 XP, you can get Improved Timer. When you play Makeshift Trap, you may increase or decrease its uses by one. So you can go up to three time or down to one. For 1 XP, you get Tripwire. Only trigger Makeshift Trap's forced ability if there are one or more enemies at attached location. For 2 XP, you can get Simple, Makeshift Trap gains fast and play during any free triggered ability window. For 2 XP, you get Poisonous. When you remove one or more time from Makeshift Trap, deal one damage to an enemy at attached location. For 2 XP, you can get Remote Configuration. When you play Makeshift Trap, you may attach it to, the, to a revealed connecting location. For 3 XP, you can get Net. Non-elite enemies at attached location cannot move or make attacks of opportunity. And finally, for 4 XP, you can turn your makeshift trap into an explosive device. When makeshift trap has no time and is discarded, deal 3 damage to each enemy and investigator at attached location. Cards that attach to locations have a uh there's a real mixed bag oh yeah that's true. that's true now i think makeshift trap tries to resolve some of those issues with its customizations uh -huh. what do you think about this one upon like thinking about this one i think it's actually not bad well it's not bad because i think net is like especially in the multiplayer setting i think net's pretty good because it stops hunters from hunting and it only costs one. And unlike, say, Lure, 
it lasts a decent amount of time. So I'm thinking like you could actually just use this as like a temporary barricade for a couple of rounds where you just like you drop it down, you run away, and then the hunters just stall there for a couple of turns and often that's all you need. That means that's damage you're not taking from hunters for a couple of turns. Not 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 just like one hunter for one turn with like lure, but with I think with net, I think there's something to be said about that one. Uh, also, the fact that um, enemies at the location don't move or take take of tax of opportunity. Yeah, so I think net. I I think there's something pretty good there. The fact that it stalls hunters for a couple of rounds, like I think there's something to that. Uh, also, the fact that each non elite enemy gets minus one fight and minus one evade just for one cost, like that's not the worst considering that this is the set that also has exposed weakness. So like, there's actually some synergy with exposed weakness and the level three flashlight deck where you actually want to have things bring things down to zero evade the other one that really stands out to me is actually explosive device because if you think about it it's a dynamite blast that costs one you have to set it up but it's a dynamite blast that costs one resource i so think between you those, could use yeah you got that net and remote configuration pretty yeah, uh, use would well. be pretty yeah. useful in certain scenarios. I'm thinking, of course, of the Devourer below, where you've got all the cultists oh. gathered at the path. Mm -hmm. This basically trivializes that, where you mm -hmm. you throw them all in a net and then just walk through the location because they can't move with you and they can't take attacks. Yeah. They can't make attacks of opportunity against you. But then, of exactly. course, we've got hiding place. I believe. Oh yeah, you've got hiding spot. That's something, true. Hiding spot does that does something, something similar. very similar. But For you can less just run XP, both if you mind you. Yeah, it's true. So you can kind of run both. I think that the fact that net sticks around for a bit longer than hiding spot does, I think there might be something there like worth considering. Hiding spot's really good, by the way. It's very underrated. So I, I think this one, like, this is a trap, like it's better like than previous like traps like lure or anything like that. I, I think this is this is actually worth playing around with. Um and the fact that it costs one, I think, is kind of nice. Because it's not like you have to really set it up. It you can just kind of drop it and it'll do something for a little while, and kind of work out. It's one of those where it's like it doesn't. It's not like very clear how powerful it is, but I think this can be useful. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, blown away by minus one fight or minus one evade, but it could come in handy. Yeah, the mm -hmm. fact that um, it's the same set as you know the the survivor cards that want you to be want you to reduce an enemy down to zero true, true. evade I, i'm like i'm glad it's there as like another way to reduce evade values of the survivor customizables this is the one that seems to require the most thought true on my part like i'd really have to think of situations where i would want to play this one mm -hmm. i don't think it's as generally useful as some of the others like it really sort of depends on the scenario yeah what you would want for this but i mean i do so like I'd the idea of doing three damage to a whole bunch of enemies yeah i think the most straightforward thing you can do with this is you take improved timer and explosive device so it becomes a dynamite blast that's going to blow up at the end of the round and what you do is you say okay all right i'm going to play my i'm going to play my makeshift trap and then i'm going to move away and you're going to move away and you're going to move away or, and then that enemy, that we're going to have that enemy hunt to there, and this enemy hunts to there, and then it's going to blow up, and they're all going to take three damage. And I've only spent one resource. I don't. I think that's not. That's not bad. You know, it's like a very like in the moment. This is useful type mm -hmm. of uh, type of card. 
Yeah. Plasma my blast where you have a chance to run away. I think they're that's not bad. Yeah, so one of the things that just sort of occurred to me with this is that uh, if you had improved timer and explosive device, then you could bait and switch enemies into the trap, which might be fun. <laughs> or what's it, ethereal slip? <laughs> you know, like yeah. If you want to get really, like yeah, that. set the trap at your location, then ethereal slip the enemies into it. Yeah, and blow them up. I mean, that's it's really Rita, janky, like, but it's fun. It's janky, and Rita can do it. <laughs> Because Ethereal Slip's a trick, just like Rita can take all the tricks and she can evade and move. And yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So there. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun card. I'll give it that. I mean, yeah. I think if if yeah. you can find a fun way to sort of lay an explosive device and keep it on the table for a little while, and maybe sort of yeah. round up a bunch of enemies and get them in there. I mean, the guardians have ways of moving enemies around too, don't they? So maybe if um, you were able to coordinate yeah. with a fellow player, you might be able shove to, to yeah. shuffle the enemies around enough that, that you could blow <laughs> them all up. But again, it requires a lot more, I think, uh, work than say, just picking up dynamite blast and just, tossing as it should because it's a guard it's a survivor card and not a guardian card True. and it only costs one so it should take a little more work yeah yeah lots of looks like there's lots of fun stuff that you can do with this one i'm not mm -hmm. i don't think it's the of all the the cards that we've looked at so far this is one i'm probably not reaching for without uh thinking mm -hmm. about without having a plan i think you really mm -hmm. need a plan how you're going to use this and that yeah. plan may depend on on the scenario you happen to be playing it does it can yeah. solve problems with scenarios um, checkpoint or, or um, choke points and stuff like that you could certainly uh, mm -hmm. use the trap to get around those a fun interesting card that uh, probably uh, if you uh, put some thought into it you can use in very exciting ways. yeah some interesting ways yeah yeah and it synergy it has some synergy with the rest of the survivor pool in this set so that's that's nice the final survivor customizable card in the box is grizzled it is a skill with the innate and developed trait it has uh, one wild skill icon customizable when you purchase grizzled choose and record two traits on its upgrade sheet if this is a skill test on or against an encounter card, including fighting, evading, or parlaying, Grizzled gains two wild skill icons for each of the chosen traits that in that encounter card possesses. Grizzled has five customizations. You can pick, pay one XP or two XP for specialist, so you can choose another trait. So if you pick up both, both versions of specialist, you can mark four traits on this thing. For 3 XP, you get Nemesis. If this is a skill test on or against an enemy with a chosen trait and the test is successful, you may attach Grizzled to that enemy. Reduce the difficulty of tests on or against the attached enemy by 1. For 4 XP, you can get Mythos Hardened. If this skill test is on a treachery with a chosen trait and the test is successful, you may add both Grizzled and that treachery to the victory display. And for 5 XP, you can get Always Prepared. After you draw an encounter card with a chosen trait, return one copy of Grizzled from your discard pile to your hand, maximum once per round. 
So we talked a little bit about during uh, with Makeshift Trap how it uh, sort of rewarded scenario knowledge, and here is another card that uh, mm -hmm. requires a little bit of uh, scenario knowledge in order to pick the right traits for it. But uh, there aren't uh, many level zero cards that have three wild skill icons on them. So right. uh, I do really right. like the level zero version of this card, as long as you're picking the right traits and... Uh, we could go through them all, but there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them at this point. Uh, End times. The uh, It is worth noting that it is encounter card, and uh, it is important yep. to remember that includes treacheries, enemies, and locations. So if your location happens to have particular traits on it and has a skill right. test that you need to pass, Grizzled can be used on that as well. Now, as That's for the really customizations, yeah. I don't know. None of them um, really rock my world compared to just three. So the one that does, in my so the one that does, in my opinion, is always prepared. Wouldn't it be great if every time, like once a turn, you draw like a terror treachery? I'm thinking like rotting remains, and boom, you have a th you have three icons in your hand. True. Like, I I think there's something to that. Like always prepared. In like four player, I think Mythos Harden gets pretty good because if you run into like a really nasty treasury, you can put it aside so that way it won't come back. I wouldn't recommend this in low player counts because the fact that the encounter deck has to cycle all the way through and then you would have to get to a state where that treasury came all the way back through again, like that takes a long time. But in four player, that can happen really quickly. So Mythos Harden makes a nice silver bullet against like certain really nasty treacheries, but I like always prepared. Um, quite a bit. I think that's actually like worth the 5 XP cost. So personally, I think what really saves this card is the fact that you get to choose two traits right out of the gate. So you can do something like Monster and Terror and then like you've kind of covered a lot of nasty things. For campaign specific, like you might want to do like Humanoid you know, for example, if you're doing like Innsmith or if you're doing Path of Carcosa. Just the, yeah, just the fact that you get two traits and you're rewarding for you can kind of cover like a good half or more of the encounter deck with two traits. And like, if you do like monster, for example, and like terror or something like you're, it's looking pretty good. And then, um, and then at that point you've got three willpower icons. Um, another thing that's worth noting is you can choose traits based on your weaknesses, because if you have an enemy or a, um, treachery weakness, this will count for those. Yeah, it will. It'll count for those. So based on like your what your uh, basic random basic weaknesses and what your signature weaknesses, that can give you some options. The pro the yeah. only problem with that is technically according to the game you choose your basic weakness after you've put you built your deck. Yeah, it's it's kind of true. But then again, you can uh, <laughs> you can buy you can put a check mark on specialist, get two true. copies of Grizzled, add it to your deck after scenario one, and then there you go. Now you've got three trades covered for one right. XP, and then you got your weakness like taken care of. Yeah, so I think this is actually like pretty good because you get two traits. And I also really like Always Prepared. Nemesis, I don't care about, but I'm glad it exists given that um, the rest of the Survivor card pool also rewards you for reducing difficulty on tests against enemies. Like there are some, it, it has some synergies there. Not a big fan, but I'm glad it, it at least lines up with some other cards in the Survivor card pool. But yeah, just the base card's pretty good. And I think Always Prepared is quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree that always prepared is is very good. I think the reason oh, yeah. I sort of uh, 
glossed over it is because when I looked at Grizzled, I immediately went to Silas, who already sort of has a oh, pseudo true. always prepared mm-hmm. ability. I imagine yeah. that Silas, if you say put, if you picked up both specialists, so you had four traits and you were basically Ooh. able to like play this and then just, I, do I need it? No, I bounce it back to my hand. You know, the, mm-hmm. the stuff that you could do with Silas. And then of course, Silas can bounce things back from his discard pile. Mm-hmm. You could cover a lot of ground with yeah. two skills so I, and I mean it's a very it's a high quality skill for for a Silas yeah. deck for sure. Or even like who's the other one? Min could take this as well. Yeah, this is great because um, it's like encounter card comes up, draw card, and it's three and it's three question marks, and then it's four because you're Min. Like ah yeah, I like it. Covers the king in yellow, which is not actually an encounter card because it's a um, it's a it's an asset. But at least it helps you, you know, commit through the king in yellow, you know, on something. Yeah. I that's a good point. So the the two uh, investigators who love skills can both take this and uh, get a lot of value out of it. But um, to, Patrice know... is also worth noting. I gotta say because of always prepared. So note with Patrice, like you end up dumping things in your discard pile, but always prepared effectively can be like your sixth card in your hand for that turn. Right. True. Yeah. It's definitely nice for Patrice because even if you end up on a turn, say drawing, always drawing your grizzled and then not having a test to commit it to, you end up dumping mm-hmm. it into your discard pile. But you, if you've got always prepared on it, you know, yeah, it'll, it'll I come can back. pull it back whenever I need it. Now, yep. I also saw somebody mention in regards to Patrice, you can name it on her weakness. Yes, because it's got more than one trait. <laughs> so you can choose uh, yeah like it's like monster extra dimensional if I remember correctly yeah. yeah something like that so Patrice can use this to basically nerf her weakness which uh, which is always nice, nice. yeah so, so I, I think this thing is generally pretty good like I, I like this thing yeah yeah, even if you're just playing the level 0 version you can't really yeah. go wrong naming two traits and getting having you know, a skill card with uh, with three wild skill icons in your deck. Even if you just pick terror for rotting remains, like <laughs> exactly, or uh, frozen fear. It's such a pain in the butt. Fear. Wouldn't it be yeah. nice if you had three willpower, three icons to deal with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very, very, uh, very good at level zero. And then uh, if you pick up always prepared, you can always have a grizzled uh, yeah. ready to go. And then if you really want to get crazy, you can name a couple more traits or i think for me i mean mythos hardened i never draw through the encounter deck if i do yeah that one happens rarely that one's so kind of a silver bullet but yeah, it's useful in not, four player not great yeah. for me and nemesis doesn't really blow me away either but mm-hmm. pretty solid yeah i so, agree i like it it's one so, of those that like it's good at zero xp and then it just gets better yeah you know you can get it to do more yeah, so between uh, this and Pocket Multi-Tool, the uh, yeah. survivors get some pretty pretty straightforward, easy-to-understand, fun-to-upgrade customizables. Makeshift track, Trap is a little more uh, technical, but uh, yeah. still has the potential to be a lot of fun 
in the right deck or with some uh, coordination with uh, with fellow players at the uh, table. We have come to the end at last. The final customizable card and the oh, final man, it's been a journey. Uh, card review is Hyper Physical Shotcaster, four cost asset with a wild skill icon, item, relic, weapon, and firearm. This is the only neutral customizable in the box. Has the customizable trait uses four ether. So uh -huh. again, uh, we have uh, so far we have time and ether being the two new uh, uses. If hyperphysical shotcaster has no ether, discard it. So uh, that immediately makes it interesting to anybody who can recur cards, like uh, William Yorick, for instance. As an action, you can spend one ether, resolve the manifestability of the hyperphysical shotcaster's current form. And as a free triggered ability, you can exhaust hyperphysical shotcaster, change its form to one of to one you have unlocked on its upgrade sheet. And the hyperphysical shotcaster takes up a hand slot. So uh, as you can see, the hyperphysical shotcaster does nothing at level zero. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, you need a form to. So yeah, you, know, you need to spend some to XP on this one. So this isn't one you put in your deck at level zero. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. But uh, hyperphysical shotcaster does have seven customizations to look at. For two XP, you can get rail shooter. It has uh, manifest fight fight with any skill. This attack deals plus one damage. Emphasis on any skill. So if you are playing. Agnes, and you put the hyperphysical shotcaster in your deck, you are fighting with your five willpower for plus one damage, which is pretty cool. For two XP, you can get telescanner, investigate, investigate with any skill. You may, you if you succeed, discover a clue at any revealed location instead of your location. So not only are you investigating with your best skill, but you can get a clue at any location on the table as long as, it's, as, long as it is revealed. For 2xp, you get Translocator, Manifest, Evade, Attempt to Evade with any skill before or after this attempt. You may move an Investigator or a non-elite enemy at your location to a connecting location or vice versa. For 2xp, you can get Reality Collapser, Manifest, Test any skill 3. If you succeed, discard from play a non-weakness treachery that is not attached to an elite enemy. For 2 XP, you can get Matter Weaver. Hyperphysical Shotcaster has this form manifest. Choose an asset in your hand and test skill X, where X is that asset's cost. If you succeed, play that asset at no cost. For 4 XP, you can get Etheric Link. Hyperphysical Shotcaster enters play with two additional ether, which uh, I believe is the only way to get extra ether on this thing, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, that's true. Because ether is not referenced anywhere else. Yeah, it's not referenced. Yep. And for 4 XP, you can get Empowered Configuration. While using a Manifest ability, you get plus 2 skill value. So you would be, uh, say, if you picked up Rail Shooter and Empowered Configuration, you're shooting for plus 1 damage and plus 2 skill value with your best skill, mind you. So mm -hmm. what do you think about this one, Matastrophic? Okay, so... Think about the hyperphysical shotcaster. This card is actually very strong, and here's why. If you're playing an investigator that has um, five in your primary stat, um, what you essentially do here is you just spend two XP on the thing you want to do that your investigator doesn't already do, and you become quite good at it. 
So one thing to note about these is Rail Shooter, Telescanner, Translocator, and Matter Weaver, not only do they let you use any skill you want on them, but they also provide action compression. So now you're getting into abilities that you would normally have to be of the proper class in order to um, have access to. So like you would normally have to like be a guardian, you know, or a weapon user in order to get extra damage. You would normally have to be like a seeker to get action compression on top of investigate. Translocator, I think, is very strong because you get a free movement. So you're getting an evade and a move, you know, for for one action. And um, Matterweaver, you just play expensive things for like you know for just an action. I don't even think Etheric Link and Empowered Configuration; those are just gravy. But honestly, I think what you just do here is you just take you just pick one ability, maybe two. And then you just can use your best skill to do something that your deck can't do normally. And I think this is actually really strong as a result. The ability to use any skill really, uh, really yeah. puts this over the top. If it was just fight, deal plus one damage, that's not good. But fight with any skill. Yeah. And you've got and a, a five and a skill. Yeah. And there are quite a yeah. few investigators who have fives. I mean, there's Agnes has five willpower. There's uh, Harvey's got five intellect. Rita has mm -hmm. five agility. So yep. this thing works particularly well with investigators that have uh, have yep. that uh, coveted five. Of course, there's... Uh, Daniela can investigate with her, with her combat. Yeah. Right. Who's the one I'm thinking? Mark Harrigan. This actually <laughs> might be very nice for Mark simply, like, even if you picked up the translocator. So if you... Yep. You have a second yeah. gun. Actually, for this, for, for Mark, you could invest in Rail Shooter and Translocator because Rail Shooter's kind of like the 32 Colt, which oh, yeah, he that's likes true. anyway. Yeah. 32 Colt is, is costs no XP, but you know if you picked up, say, Rail Shooter and Translocator, then he's got, he can either shoot or evade Yep. at five, which is one of the weaknesses of Guardians. Guardians tend to have very low agility, agility. values. Yeah. So having that option to be like, yeah, this thing has six health. I don't feel like trying to chew through that. I'm just going to evade it and move on mm -hmm. is pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one. This thing's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. I, I'm coming around to this one. And I mean, you don't even really need Etheric Link. Like having no. two extra Ether is nice, but it starts with four, copy. which is pretty um, generous in terms of yep. in terms of uses. Yeah. And you have good. a second copy coming up. Because you've you're you're gonna pack two copies because you're paying for two copies, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, this this is nice. It's because it gives you all the action. It gives you action compression, which you would normally have to be of the proper class to get, and then you can use any skill you want. Man, I'm really liking this for Mark. Man, oh man, like, <laughs> I'm telling up, you, Agility like... Agnes gets another gets another uh, gets another tool. Picking up Telescanner to investigate at a five. Yeah, and, and discover... not, but not only to investigate, but you can save moves by investigating remote locations. Yeah. You know. Picking up Telescanner and Translocator to deal with investigating and evading as Mark. Man, there you I go. just have to build that deck. Yeah. To play yeah, it's, it's it not even like it, it just, you just pick one or two things and there you go. You have access to things that you didn't have access to before. Also, uh, it's also an item, a relic, a weapon, and a weapon. So, like, there are various, like, backpack can find this prepared for the worst can find this El dr ellie can find this so there's like you can search for it pretty decently you can do funny hilarious things with bob jenkins in this you know 
So I guess what I'm saying is because it, because it's an item and a weapon and a relic, you got a lot of support from other areas of the card pool to like help find this thing. You know, so you can like go get it, get it into play, and then do the thing that your deck normally can't do. But so now you, you can, can stack this yeah. on Ellie and she can shoot stuff. Is that? <laughs> yeah, you can have Ellie shoot stuff. It's like <laughs> Ellie becomes like the assassin. I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> I like to collect stuff, but I also like to gun down stuff or evade stuff. Yeah, and and then you can give her the hungering blade as well because that's also a relic, and then she can she can kill stuff that way. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason I sort of was. I sort of dismissed this card initially simply because it doesn't have an ability at level zero, and yeah, um, my my attitude towards the uh, customizables being like, ah, I don't want to have to go read read a million words text just to figure out how it works. To figure out yeah, what this true. thing does, I'd see it, you know, in mm -hmm. the deck lists on Arkham DB, and I'd be just like, nah, I'm not going to bother looking up what this mm -hmm. thing does. But uh, yeah, it is it is pretty good, and you don't really have to invest a lot of XP in it either which is just two one per copy nice. yeah. yeah spend two xp get the thing you need to do and uh yep. and then if you have maybe if you play a campaign and you've got a little xp at the end you're not sure what to do with throw reality some, collapser uh, that is a uh, clutch is 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 what i'd say about that one because treachery suck and there's some nasty ones and every once in a while you want to get rid of one and uh the ability to just swap on over and get rid of it is kind of a nice little addition yeah it is a uh, it is a good way for uh, even if you're just playing a rogue and you want to get rid of uh, uh frozen, frozen and fear, and fear <laughs> testing yep five testing your agility three, if yep. you're winifred is pretty nice should be able to pass yeah. that without uh, too much trouble yeah and i think four uses is is probably just enough to get you through yeah. a game and if you got two copies yeah. well great yeah, and you're gonna because you've paid for two copies, so why not? Yeah. So we end off on a high note here, Hyperphysical Shotcaster. Yeah, we kind of do. A very yeah. nice card, especially if you've got that coveted five in a skill value. Usually mm -hmm. if you have a five in a skill value, you are probably lacking in some part of the game, either yep. uh, fighting, investigating, or evading. You're not going to be very good at one of those things. And so the hyperphysical shotcaster can immediately uh, plug that hole for you for uh, for very little XP, which is uh, which is pretty damn good, to mm -hmm. be honest. Yeah, and like I said, not just plug the hole, but give you access to the action compression that you would normally need to really go in on. You know, to put, you know what I'm saying? You'd have to. Yeah. And actually, just looking at Telescanner, that might actually, you know, those min decks that like to barricade themselves and investigate from afar. Here's another. Not only do you get a weapon, yeah, yeah, you could true. Say, pick up Rail Shooter and Telescanner. So now mm -hmm. you've got a weapon to fight with, and you can invest. You have another, yet another way of investigating from afar. Yep. To pick up clues at revealed locations. So, lots of fun stuff that you can do. Uh, do with the shot caster so uh mm -hmm. a good bunch of cards here there are yeah, a couple a couple of the customizables that uh, that miss the mark but uh but i think uh all things considered i think there are more pluses than minuses in in the customizables all told i think after we've sat down and had discussions about them and really put some thought into them i think we've given a lot of good guidance to anyone watching all these videos 
about like where to start when it comes to like thinking about you know each customizable because i think i think we've you know by giving examples of their use cases i uh i think what we set out to do works so that's gonna do it for our look at the player cards in the Ooh. scarlet keys investigator Ooh. expansion it has taken us uh, months to get to this point uh, thank you to everyone who has uh, stuck with us to the end uh, i hope that you found some uh, interesting information here some food for thought as you are building your own decks and uh yeah it's been uh, it's been quite a journey Matastrophic yep. and i and hopefully nate if we can uh, coax him back from uh from ugoth uh, once his uh his student exchange there is uh, over uh, our plan is to uh, tackle uh, the review of the both the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion as well as uh, the Forgotten Age Investigator expansion. Uh, as we wait for news of the uh, of the next set, so far we haven't. Uh, at least I haven't heard of, heard anything. How about you, Matastrophic? Any? There has been literally one card revealed from it, and. Um... That's all we know. There's been yeah, one card. So it, it was a player card. We uh, we, we don't have uh, any information about uh, the next no. set. I think we did have Scarlet Keys information by this time last year, but uh, um, we're coming close. At time, close, you know, it's yeah. it's coming about close. Yeah, like if they were going to reveal it, they have like a couple more weeks from the time of this recording to like get it out there. Yeah, so, to, to like match up with last year. Okay. Who knows? We might uh, we might get that information. Uh, we uh, Matastrophic and I have also talked about uh, some other plans that uh, we may uh, reveal sooner than later. So uh, mm. stay tuned for that. But uh, thanks everyone for uh, for sticking with us through these reviews. And uh, if and when the next set uh, arrives, we will uh, we will return. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.